Hey, hello, how are you? Good afternoon, good day to you, my friends. Thank you for joining in on another episode of Tap That Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. Thank you for joining in. Let's start off by giving a big shout out. We got a couple of new Patreon supporters, Eric Green and Tyler Florin. Thank you guys so much for joining that Patreon team. So patreon.com forward slash tap that AZ podcast. That's right. All of that um, into your search engine URL box thing and you'll find it and uh, you'll join the rest of the Patreon supporters. So in addition to Eric Green and Tyler Florin, we have Chris Odom, Nate Wirt, Jim Flagger, Marcus Pena, and Ryan Colvin. Thank you guys so much. Also, my man Matt left us a message, maybe two. Who knows? Let's listen into this first one. Hey, Eric. This is Matt. Just wanted to say that I'm loving the podcast still. Um, love this new Arizona beer crawl you're doing. That's always good. Um, I've I'm got a fridge full of cider core, gold water, all kinds of good local stuff right now. I uh, just wanted to say as a suggestion, I don't know where you'd fit him in, but maybe even get John from Shift Caffeine into one of the episodes. I don't know where you'd fit in, but he's a really good guy doing really awesome things. And he's been busy lately, but I think it'd be worth a shot to get him on there. I think he's got a lot to talk about as far as this whole Arizona scene and everything about it. Stay awesome, man. Later. Matt. I'm down. I've heard nothing but great things about John from Shift. I know him and Brian Helton have a big connection. So, yeah, let's do it. Uh, and maybe, Matt, you could join in on that episode if you'd like to. So, uh, let's get that set up with Shift Caffeine. Matt's been a great supporter. So, he was there at our very first, the very first and only Arizona Beer Book event at SunUp. That was a March before everything went to shit. So, uh, the book is still for sale. We still have plenty of copies of that Arizona Beer Book. So, if you go to thearizonabeerbook.com, you'll be able to buy that. We also have shirts. We are actually donating a percentage of the proceeds to the Teresa Soros Legacy Fund. So, so far, we've raised a little over $100. So, I just keep on track and just tallied it up today and just over a little, uh, little over $100. So, we're proud of that. So, thank you guys uh, for everybody who has uh, donated to that. And we're going to list off some names here in a second. We're going to keep building that up. So, uh, basically, it's $5 of each shirt sold, whether it's Tap That Easy or the Arizona Beer Book, and $10 of each book sale. That's going to go to that Teresa Soros Legacy Fund to help Arizona Brewery. So, for Tap That Easy, still working on some uh, getting the store up. Got some really cool uh, merchandise things uh, kind of in the pipeline. So, really excited about that. Right now, I've got some shirts. So just send me a direct message or email me, eric at tapthateasy.com. Let me know if you'd like a shirt. If I have your size, I will get your shirt. So reach out. Yeah. Uh, we're going to keep adding to that fund. So, uh, and then we're going to determine a time to send that. But so far, we're just going to keep adding to it. So thank you guys so far for your um, contribution. So I had gone back and forth whether or not to say, hey, thank you to these individual people, but I don't know if people want me to share that information. So I just want to say thank you to all the people that have done that. Uh, let's get into another message from my man, Matt. Matt, thank you so much for utilizing this leave a message thing that we created. So we didn't create it. We're just using it. Someone else created it. It's on the website. Tapthateasy.com. Go there. You can leave a message. There's a little tab, a little red thing on the left that says leave a voicemail. Go ahead, leave a voicemail. Uh, let us know what you think of the show, suggestions, questions, uh, your favorite beers in Arizona, whatever you want to talk about. Don't be a dick. Uh, reach out to us on that. Leave a message. But let's listen to this one from my man, Matt. Hey, Eric. Just wanted to say this is Matt. I absolutely love this Black Excellence episode. Um, it's fantastic to see him. Glad you're able to get the word out for it. These guys are awesome. I love seeing this craft beer community just reach out and connect more people together i hope that can be more of a vibe that continues through all this um and i hope to find any way i myself can help in absolutely any way possible but this is just awesome and i've never thought of uh going to michigan in my life but these guys make it seem more than worthwhile to get out there um thanks again man go back and listen to the black excellence episode if you haven't done that that's the one matt is referring to when we did with uh featuring ren house uh, akil from ren house and uh preston was there from ren house and then a bunch of folks from up in michigan that are just doing some great great things up there 
really just showing another way that craft beer and, and craft in general can be a catalyst for change. So go check that one out. Also, don't forget to listen to our new podcast, A Taste of AZ, which is all about the amazing food and beverage scene beyond just beer. So you can listen to the podcast however you listen to this one. So same thing. It's called A Taste of AZ. Be sure to go to A Taste of AZ to check out the videos. We're doing videos for this, even though we're doing Zoom for the most part. Uh, my partner, Luke Irvin, badass, extraordinaire on lots of things, did really cool stuff with the Zoom videos and made them really awesome. I don't know. That's my best description. I should have thought this out or maybe took some notes. But anyways, go to YouTube for A Taste of AZ. Check that out. Or just go to a atasteofaz.com for the full write-up, the video for each episode, photos, all that stuff. We are excited to get this, this brand rolling. And this week's episode coming in on July 23rd features our friends at Drinking Horn Meadery in Flagstaff. They just opened up this badass mead hall, mead with a D. Every time I hear someone say it, I think meat, which is equally as exciting. But check it out. Drinking Horn Meadery. Now, coming up, not in this episode, um, soon, is the final part in that series about the Arizona beer tour thing. I can't remember what I, the name of the episode was called. I should probably, once again, notes. I need to start taking some notes. But uh, uh, it was a beer tour. The Great Arizona Beer Tour, I think, might have been what it was called. So on May 31st, that first episode went out. That was about Northern Arizona. And then on July 15th, the other episode came out, or the second episode came out about Southern Arizona. Now we have to hit the Phoenix, uh, Phoenix metro area. And I was going to break it up into a couple of different episodes, but... You know, said, fuck it. Let's just put on one. <laughs> so that's going to be a little longer. It takes a little more planning. So that'll come out very soon. So let's jump into this one. Black Rock Brewers. These guys opened up in 2017. Been kicking ass steadily ever since. So they're taking home awards from the local festivals. Quickly becoming the norm for these guys. So they're, they're a small but powerful Tucson brewery. These guys are great. Owner brewer Tony Williams joined the show. Uh, him and I just kind of talked about how his focus on quality really lays the foundation for, for the long-term success of this neighborhood favorite. So enjoy this episode with Black Rock Brewers. Good morning. Good morning, man. How you doing? Doing all right. Doing all good, right, man. Hanging good. out, having a tasty cigar. Dude, <laughs> that's a good good start to the Tuesday morning, man. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Can you hear me okay and everything? Or? Here, here you're great, man. Your video is very clear. Man, you guys got some strong Wi-Fi over there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a, yeah, I, I'm a computer guy, too. So. <laughs> ah, gotcha, gotcha. Bits and stuff, you know. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome, man. That's that seems to be a common thing. I've noticed that in craft beer. There's a lot of people that come from the the technology world. Yeah, there does seem to be a lot of that. I've noticed a lot of people wanting to leave the technology world. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so yeah, the thing with the technology world is that it's constantly changing. You know, every every two, three, four years, you've got a new operating system out, um, and that's just Windows. You know, and then you've got Mac yeah. stuff there. Um, I mean, and it's a especially on the PC side, it's a giant erector set. So you've got uh, somebody's new printer comes out or, you know, whatever mm. it is. And, yep. and there's, of course, the horror stories about dealing with users. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it drives a lot of people crazy. <laughs> uh, well, that's a perfect intro. Uh, Tony Williams from Black Rock Brewers in Tucson. Dude, thanks for joining, man. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Dude, absolutely. Absolutely. It's been way too long since I've been to your place. Uh, my, my wife has family in Tucson, um, right? Like in the Tanca Verde area, right? So okay. moreover by your side, right? Um, but uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself, Tony. So I apologize in person well, you know, online. I'm going to have a beer. I think I'll be forgiven. So <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, man. Sounds good. Well, dude, so, so that was a good intro. So are, well, first of all, where are you from? Are you from Tucson? Actually, I'm not. Um, I've okay. been in Tucson since I've been in Arizona since '90, and I've been in Tucson since '97. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so originally from um, uh, a little town in Iowa called Waterloo. Okay. Uh, it's kind of the factory town of Iowa. We call it the armpit of Iowa because it's you know just kind of 
you know, it's, it's a factory town, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I came to Arizona in 1990 with a bass player and an old Dodge van and all of our equipment in the back. And, you know, uh, just, just rolled on from there. A bass player, like a band, like you guys came here yeah. to, to, yeah, yeah, to yeah, rock. Yeah. We were, we were doing punk at the time and, nice. and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just trying to, trying to get, you know, find a, a good, good scene to, to get into. Let me, let me ask you this. So, so I grew up in uh, Youngstown, right outside of Youngstown, Ohio. I mean, that's okay. the armpit, that's the armpit of Ohio, right? <laughs> you know, same thing. Uh, factories like steel was huge there. I mean, it was, you know, right between Cleveland, Pittsburgh. And I'm, I'm sure my listeners are like, ah, dude, I tell the story all the time, but, but it's true. I, I grew up in, in a steel city that just got devastated when, when shit went overseas. So yeah but very blue collar. So, so I, I, for me, I'm very grateful as a creative person to, to be like, man, I've got that underlying backbone of, of hard work. Um, same for you in Waterloo. Of course. Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. Well, so we had the, uh, it's about 150,000 people. Now one part is, it is a college town right next door, okay. but you have the factory. I mean, for that size of town, there was a foundry an engine works and an assembly plant. I mean, the whole town is John Deere tractor essentially. Okay. But in the summertime too, you go out and work on the farms. So you get that, that really instilled with those hard work, you know, ethics of, of, of just work hard, work your tail off and, yeah. uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, no, nobody can party like those farm kids, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> Dude, that's true. That's true. So I, I take it you've been making your own, your own um, concoctions for years. Is that, is that right? Uh, I started, I think in <laughs> 2009 or 10, something like that. Okay. Okay. My wife actually bought me the homebrew kit. So it was kind of a cool thing. But um, no, like corn whiskey back in the day. You guys didn't do uh, corn no, whiskey. No, no, no. Okay. Wish, but yeah, well, we did try some, uh, God, we did try some potato wine back uh, in the day. Oh, you know, you like to put a bunch of potato, potatoes in a, a milk jug and a uh, can of apple juice and some yeast and, and I don't know, probably a pound of sugar even i don't know yeah <laughs> and, and that was probably like 30 percent. you know hey this is wine try it it's good yeah <laughs> that ain't wine man that is not wine yeah, i don't know what that is but that's not wine <laughs> <laughs> well then so so you so tell me about the the punk band man that's that's pretty badass because coming once again from that that industry type of of place yeah yeah so i don't know we were just um you know it was it was the uh it was the late 80s um buddy of mine from high school we'd reconnected and his cousin had actually come back from phoenix and um we just started jamming out and then listening to stuff some of the you know ramones and black flag and some of the west coast style uh, stuff out there of course sex pistols things like that um and just started writing music and and coming up with stuff and just you know do we come up with you know kind of like the ramones first songs you know one of the songs was called don't touch me uh you know you know, Rose, one of their first songs is something like, I don't want to go outside or something, you know. So, so it was like, just kind of doing that and just, just playing, having fun and, and probably partying way too much. And, oh, absolutely. That's part yeah. of the process, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the economy was still kind of iffy back then. And there was really not a great music scene, especially for any kind of original music. So, yeah. Okay, let's head for Phoenix, man. Yeah. So we did that. And how'd that go? Like, so what, what was it like once you, once you, well, first of all, coming out here to the weather, right? That's, that's gotta be a punch to the face. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nasty. Well, you go from 90 degrees and 90% humidity to, you know, 115 yeah. degrees and no humidity, you know, it was just, it was, it was crazy, but, um, I'll take this. Uh, the punk band worked out all right. I mean, for a couple of years and then, you know, as most bands do, we kind of split up and went our separate ways and that kind of stuff. And, yeah. And then I met my wife. Um, she's from Tucson. And so then I moved to, moved to Tucson in 97 and just kind of never looked back, you know, just. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's cool. Because the, with it being like such a young place, really, right? Like the, the development of like Phoenix and Tucson and Flagstaff, like that's really only happened over the last like 20 some years, right? right? So you've been able to see that, that growth, man. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Phoenix when 99th Avenue was still just a street, you know, it was, yeah. uh, now there's a freeway out there, the one one and, and all that. Um, yeah. or, I don't even know what that one is now, 202, whatever. Um, and yeah, so it was, it was quite, quite the thing, especially coming from, from, you know, Iowa, you know, a small city. 
um, to a place of Phoenix, you know, in two million people metro, it was kind of a culture shock too. But yeah, yeah was, for sure. It, it was a blast though. It was a lot of fun for a while, quite a while, and and did a lot of cool stuff and and uh, and uh, so yeah, yeah, you know, and it just ended up in Tucson and kind of you know a little older, started settling down a bit, and and then just started making beer. So yeah. That's awesome, man. So you, so you started making beer, uh, even before you open, I mean, I, everybody makes beer before they open a place. That was a dumb question, right? But, uh, so years, years before, when did you start making beer? So I I was, I was a home brewer. Um, I started off as a home brewer in about 09, 2009. Um, why, why, what, what made you want to do that? Well, so the story goes, um, I would, I would go out and well, being a computer guy, Saturday nights, I would sit at home and play on the computer, play some game or whatever it was, but that was the night I could drink beer. And I'd already kind of been into craft beer a little bit and I was checking different things out and I really liked Amber Ales. So I'd buy a mixed six pack or I'd buy a fat tire or whatever, you know, I'd be sitting there drinking it and, and I'm kind of a talker, so I'd be talking about, well, I like this, and I don't like that. And the wife is sitting there going, oh, my God. Would you shut up? <laughs> just drink and, it, dude. This oh, <laughs> really good, except, you know. And, and so the story goes that she finally bought, bought me a homebrew kit and said, here, shut up and make your own. You know? Nice. That'll keep his mouth yeah. shut for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that'll keep him busy. <clears throat> exactly. And um, so, yeah, I just started brewing beer. Um, you know, of course, uh, the first the first amber I brewed was a kit homebrew a kit from the homebrew shop, and it tasted a lot like Satan's anus, man. It was <laughs> it was bad. I even have you tried? Yeah. Have you have you named a Black Rock beer Satan's anus yet? No, I haven't. I probably need, need to, to do that. Need to get that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we went across the line, you know, but not too far, you know. I'm trying to stay a little bit professional. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very difficult at times. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, and then I just kept brewing, joined the homebrew club, um, being kind of a, a geek or a nerd anyway, um, uh, you know, I wanted to learn more and just, just was, you know, reading everything I could on it on, online and whatnot and joined the homebrew club and, and um, actually was, was mentored through Amber's a little bit by uh, Eric uh, Green, who uh, was a brewer over at Room Brewing, yes. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Eric. Um, uh, now get back to work. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I met, met him and, and, and some of the other guys over there, Tristan, of course, Tristan White, and um, lots of other great folks, um, and just started brewing beer. Um, I'll, I'll just continue with the story. I ran into a guy I worked with in in 2000 when I first moved to, to, Phoenix, or to Tucson, um, uh, and, and we started homebrewing together. So I ran into him at the club again and known the guy for, you know, 20 years. So we're like, yeah, let's fire up a brewery, man. Let's do this. You know? Yeah. This is 2000. You said, uh, 97, 2000. Well, that's when we okay. first met. So then, so then like, I got you, got you. Or okay. something. Yeah. 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 We, we hooked back up at the homebrew club and started brewing together. And then of course, conversation comes up. Hey, you ever thought about starting a brewery? It's like, well, yes I have, you know? Yeah. So, um, so in the meantime, I was already running a computer business out of my home. Okay. Uh, I had some of that experience going on, building the business out and doing some of that stuff. And, um, and, uh, he was, uh, he's ex military and, and mechanic and that kind of stuff. And, um, and also in it. So, um, you know, so he's got a mechanic, mechanical background. So, so it all just came together. We started building the team out and, uh, just made it happen, you know? Yeah, dude. So from the inception of the idea to you guys opening in 2017 was yeah. about seven years, you said, or uh, did I do my math correct? Yeah. Probably, um, I think we formed in, yeah, it was like 11 or 12 when okay. we, we actually said, hey, let's try to do this. We started like putting pen to paper and, yeah. and, that, uh, um, and then just started, you know, putting it together, trying to raise money, all that kind of fun stuff. So the yeah. fun stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, you want to make beer? Okay, well, you're going to do the, all this other stuff that's not making beer. What do you, what do you mean? Well, well, holy crap. What, what, what the teaching? Who's that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why BlackRock? Like, what, what made you was – it, was it your first choice? Um, it was. Well, nice. yeah, pretty much. Um, we were hanging out at, at a local pub and having a couple beers, talking things over and some other friends and stuff, and somebody mentioned you should have BRB in the name so you can do, like, Be Right Back, but, but call it something else. Yeah, uh, Backroads Brewery, and I'm like, that sounds cool, and that name was taken, so 
You said back what? Back road. Back roads. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And and I thought that was really cool, but it's it's over in Carolina somewhere or somewhere. Uh, okay. Somewhere. So then I went. Hold on a second, guys. I've already been playing. Of course, as a home brewer, you make your own brewery names and do that stuff. So I've already come up with Black Rock, Black Rock Brewers. Let's let's and let's call it Brewers because there's more than one of us brewing. Ah, and nice. Hold that. Yeah. Um, now Black Rock is actually based on the original name of Tucson. Uh, the original oh, name. Oh, really. Tucson, I think is how it's pronounced, uh, is translates to something like spring at the base of the Black Mountain. Uh, ah. and at the U of A, you've got all the volcanic rock walls down there and all that around the U, and it's like Black Rock, man. Yeah. So that's that's a good. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, so we stuck with it and ran, you know, ran with it. So uh, I think that's where, uh, what is it, Town Under Black? Have you, are you familiar with the folks at Town Under Black? I am not. Uh, so it's a distillery. Um, ah, man, it's probably between where you are and where downtown is, uh, where they do like, uh, they kind of do like a spontaneous fermentation type of whiskey. It's like a chocolate. Dude, it's amazing. You got to check them out. Uh, Town Under Black. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, they're they're really really cool people, but but that was the story behind them. Town under black is Tucson. They said was the town under the Black Mountains or at the bottom of the Black Mountains or something like that. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah there's there's plenty. Uh, I yeah, I've heard a couple of different stories out there. So, you know, I pick one, stick with it. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, yeah, but um, so yeah, so I mean, we just started start up, fired up, got brewing, and and uh, got the place open. You know. Um. So we we um we were we knew we wanted to be on the east side uh, because there's nobody out here, of course. Um, sure. Yeah. Turns out Research Loop is the only industrial area out here. So, uh, and you know, industrial, as you, you may know, is is a lot less expensive versus like a commercial site, okay. uh, commercial restaurant you know, uh, space. Uh, so places like you and like 1912 and Dragoon, <laughs> like the way your guys' place is located. Right. Yeah. Compared to like a crooked tooth or something, which is right there. Yeah, crooked tooth. Um. Yeah. Uh, Sentinel Peak. I mean, their commercial space there it was an old sandwich shop. Oh, so, you yeah. know, I, some of those some of those zoning requirements, you have to have food and some of the other stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it's it's just yeah, the pricing difference is just crazy, and of course, so it was. That was yeah. deliberate then. Sorry to interrupt, but that was that was a deliberate, like, hey, this is where we want to be. We want to be in, a, in one of these uh, these industrial yeah. loop areas. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it took us um, probably six or eight months or longer to actually find a spot out here because at first nobody out here would, would lease to us. Uh, wow. One guy was home and he says, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean you got to put a hole on my floor for a drain, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like, no, no, we're done. So, so yeah. we, we wait. <laughs> And then luckily uh, the place we're in sold uh, was bought and we talked to, the, to that landlord and he says, Oh yeah, I've got three other breweries in town. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. Oh, nice. So yeah. So we ended up in the spot we're in and, and, um, um, and they've been great. I mean, you know, the good landlords, that's important for sure. Um, yeah. Work with us really well and, and all that stuff. And, and uh, so then we just, yeah, we, um, we did a Kickstarter in 13 and bought a, a basically a barrel and a half system, and just started home brewing on that because there was there was actually three guys brewing at that time, um, uh, the two partners and another guy was helping out, and um, we were making you know twenty gallon batches. And here you take a keg home and you take yeah, a keg yeah. <laughs> doing that, and, um, and then of course trying to you know raise money and, and investors and things like that. So we were bottling some of it and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we so we perfected. We were, it was it was nice because we were able to. We actually had a little extra time, good or bad, to perfect some of our recipes. So uh, yeah, what did you start with? Like so, so you opened opened in April 2017. Um, and, and before we jump into to that, I, I wanna one thing that really stuck out about a, an article I read about you was quality is paramount for you, right? So there was another there's a there's another way you use BRB as as well, right? Oh yeah, brewing real beer, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Real beer. Uh, we also, well, the other one we also say is once you go Black Rock. Uh, so, so that's yeah. that. <laughs> okay. Um, real beer for sure. Um, it's kind of settled into that because jokingly we say rule number one is quality is everything. Uh, rule number two is don't die. Uh, yeah. And then rule three is don't be a dick. So, I mean, you know, pretty easy stuff. Dude, that's a basic. That needs to be a Tony Williams book, man. Like, write that. Like, 
15 <laughs> pages. That's it. Each topic gets That's five pages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so why, why that, like why that as a, as a core principle of, of what you're doing? Well, just traveling around, um, you know, we go back to the Midwest, we try to tour different breweries and, and anywhere we travel, we tour, tour breweries. Um, and you know, there's good beer and there's not so good beer, unfortunately out there. And there's some that's just yeah. crap. I hate to say it, but, yeah. um, but, but seeing that it's a case of, cause I, you go into a place and they do a flight and there might be a couple of beers you like that are good. And then the rest of you are kind of just like, these are just not that good. Yeah. So, you know, and like anything else, I mean, a loyal customer base is paramount to a, to a successful business, you know? Sure. Um, and if you have a good product, uh, and I hate to say it, uh, not only just in beer, but there's a lot of companies out there with subpar products that are selling the shit out of them because they have to yeah. And And so we said, you know what? If you have a good product, uh, you know, it's, you're going to have a loyal following. You're going to build that up over time. And just from my experience and other, other businesses and things I've been involved with, it just, it just takes time. You sure. Know, you, yeah. You pick up a thousand customers. It takes a while. You have to go one customer at a time. Which is weird from the digital age, right? Because we're used to like growing like thousands and thousands and getting this exposure. And the yeah. the that in person thing is different, man. You want to you want to get the person who's driving by every day, going home to work, looking down, like wonder what's down there. You know. Yeah. When you have a physical product, yeah, definitely. And and I mean, and anybody can get on Facebook and and. You know, get thousands of followers and all that, but getting them in the door, you know, getting them to actually yeah. in and, and <laughs> try the beer and, and that nope. kind of whole other thing. So, yeah, so we, um, ah, geez, yeah. Um, so that was kind of the big, biggest thing right there. And, and just being, you know, anal about it, man, brewing by the numbers and just making sure everything is where you want it to go. Um, I've got one beer, a Scottish ale, that I've probably tweaked that 15 different times. Just because it's, and it's very small tweaks, but it's a case of, okay, it's not quite where I want it. I know what I'm after on and, and just keep tweaking and tweaking and tweaking until you get it dialed in. Yeah. Um, other beers, I've had a couple others, you brew them once and they come out perfect and you're like, all right, don't break it. Ain't, ain't broken, don't fix it, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we, so we, um, we do that. Well, yes, so yes, we started with. Uh, that was kind of funny. So, we started with the Irish Mama. It's an Started with what? Say that again. You're, you're kind of cutting out there. I think you got some wind go, blowing in. Yeah. <laughs> called the uh, the Mad Irish Bomber. Okay. Okay. And, and it's an Imperial Irish Red. And um, so, yeah, we uh, it took us a couple of well, – because we were still using a small – the smaller match. Done. We had a three-barrel kettle. We were going to double match it, essentially. Well, that beer took us uh, 27 hours over two days and three mashes to get it into the, into the fermenter and, wow. and about that was, yeah, we're buying a mash ton guys. So <laughs> we got a barrel mash ton. Um, well, we started with that and a, a cream ale. Uh, ah, nice. Like and just started off with that, a couple beers. Um, and, and it, our, our, our flagships have kind of evolved over time, but we, we also had a vanilla porter was one of our flagships um, okay. and English IPA. And then um, uh, a, uh, a session IPA at that time. That we okay, had. nice. That was the, that was the lineup. That was the lineup when when you opened the doors. Yeah, yeah. That, well, we we actually opened up with the two, and then we started adding to the menu. Yeah. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we installed twelve taps, and we had four on tap. So we took the cream ale and started adding, like we did a peach and a blueberry, and a you know rotated and had like three different flavored cream ales plus a regular cream ale on tap, and yeah. So because of that, we actually keep one of those on tap at all times to this day. So I see um, that. Yeah, that's, that's a good addition, man. Put a little bit of, a little bit of fruit flavor into one of those cream ales. Cause when I was at your place, I, I remember that cream ale and that was, that was fantastic, man. And there was another, I don't know if it was a Scottish ale. I don't know if it was, I don't remember it because it was a beer that I normally wouldn't like as far as like, not, not like, but like not, I wouldn't choose a multi beer and whatever it was. Uh, your dude behind the bar was like, dude, you got to try this. Like, this is one of our, and I, I don't remember if it was that one you were talking about or not, but I remember being like, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> well, so, so we actually came out with a 99 shilling. Uh, that might've been it. That, that's what that it sounds familiar. Oh yeah. Well, so, yeah. and then it was like, oh yeah, screw Odell. Yeah. They, you know, they can't, it's not copyrighted, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, okay, wait a second. It does, it creates confusion, which is the whole point. 
and yeah. and people were because people actually thought that was Odell's, and we're like, okay, we got to change the name. Yeah. So it to, um, to Tartan ninety nine. Ah, uh, why so, that? Scottish kilt, a tartan. You know, the the pattern on a kilt is called a tartan. Oh, and god, tartan, gotcha, gotcha. Ninety nine, yeah, and um, and it's right at the high end of a of a of a um, a ninety shilling uh, by style. Uh, okay. Well, it's just right at six percent. Yeah, and it and it's trying to, I try to kind of um, get close to like a Traquar House or a, a Bellhaven, uh, the imported Scottish. Scottish ales and it's um, it's a true Scottish I mean it's not like some of the Scottish styles you see out there um, but it's um, so it's it's I'm really happy with that beer it's one of my favorites yeah and so you you try to hit it by it well first first of all you said you ha- there are multiple brewers uh, that you guys are, are collaborating or heard how does how's the team work well so the team has changed actually so okay. I started with, with my buddy um, and he's got a young family a full-time career um, so I ended up buying him out um, within the first year. Um, and then our original brewer, uh, moved on. Um, and, um, then from there, I, I just took it over, um, in, uh, what was it? October, November of 17. So okay. like okay. nine months, about nine months. Um, and then, uh, just brought in, you know, a, a brewery assistant and I've got an assistant brewer now who's just, who's really good, helps out a lot. He's been here a couple of years. Um, so we just kind of kept the name as it is, you know, um, but the beer I love really, it, man. It's different. Yeah. What's that? I like it. It's different. Like you don't, and, and, and you don't really notice it. Like I didn't notice it until you pointed it out. I'm like, Oh, that's true. It's always brewery or, uh, whatever Bre- yeah. beer co or, or ale house. You don't see brewers. Right. That's cool. Right. Brewers. Yeah. I figured out. Yeah, let's try that. Um, but it's one of those things, you know, you try it. If it doesn't work, you change it. You know, you can't. Yeah. Be <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, so, it, so it's all me at this point. Um, and, uh, um, you know, we've got, a, we've actually built a great team, got some great bartenders, good sales rep. Um, and, uh, and then we're just moving forward, man, you know? Yeah. Well, the range of stuff you guys make too. Uh, th- that was what I was really impressed with was, I mean, well, you're, first of all, you're getting accolades for the definitely local love for the IPAs, right? The, well, the, yeah, the admiration, the English IPA. Um, so Baja beer fest every year, they do an IPA competition. Yeah. And in 2019, uh, 25 entries, we took best of show with that. Nice. For English nice. IPA, I figured, that's ah, it's an English IPA. It's, it'll do all right. You know, Mike, full of metal. But, and they're like, well, you got a gold, dude. I'm like, okay, cool. So the, the, um, <laughs> the, the craft, craft Brewers Guild president walked by and he goes, I guess congratulations are in order. And I said, yeah, for waking up today. I don't know. He, <laughs> oh, you haven't heard. I know. He's like, okay. He's like, okay, well then here comes the gold medal. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Gold medal it is. And Dude, then that's and awesome. I was like, Oh no, it's even better than that. So, yeah. so yeah. So, so we pulled best to show with that. Um, and, and believe it or not, we're actually rotating that tap right now. Um, we, so we have a hazy session right now. Uh, yeah. we have a, it's a West coast IPA Baja soul, but then we went, Full, full on West Coast with uh, one we, we called um, Free Joe Exotic. Um, <laughs> and we're actually going to rename it to, to LT Grade just so it's a little more marketable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's um, trying to kind of chasing Pliny the Elder kind of style. You know? Ah, okay. West Coast Pliny. Double. Yeah, yeah. Well, this one was, this one was, um, it's, yeah, just like, just below 7%. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Well, we have a, we have an Imperial IPA anyway, a 9% or we do called double rock. Um, obviously. Um, and, um, (laughs) geez, from there, I mean, we've done a black IPA. We've, uh, we brewed to some local firefighters and did a fundraiser. We did a black IPA this last time. Um, and so there's, yeah, so we have, we've had four or five IPAs on tap at any given time. So, um, usually we keep about three normally, but yeah, we've had as many as five. And sours, dude. I'm seeing sours on here. Pilsner, uh, like you said, black IPA, which don't see enough of those these days. You don't. I know. See enough, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, and the sours. Um, so right now we have one called Glow Baby. It's a peach sour, and then we have. Uh, apparently, I'm being picked on because they 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 wanted to call it Uncle T's Lime Sour. Um, I think it's on the website as Uncle T's Lime Sour, so yeah, they, they might yeah. have overridden you there. <laughs> we up, yeah, we end up calling it that, yeah. So apparently, I mean, it must be something about my personality. I don't know. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, so we, we've had real success with the kettle sours. Um, 
we did a Blackberry. We're, we're bringing it back because it was really popular. Um, and then we're going to do a new series um, called Acid Rainbows that we're going to be doing and just try some different mixed flavors and things like that and just kind of do as a series and, and go through some different things and, and push them up. like that name too. You can, there's a lot, there's a lot of places you can go with that. Like there's oh, a lot of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. That's a nice thing about that. Yeah. It opens the way up. Um, so yeah, we got the sours. Um, I mean, geez, we've got a, we've got a, um, like you said, the light lager, we have an amber lager. Um, so I was brewing ambers for, for forever, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I could never quite dial it in, you know, and it was always, always something, something different. Try something, try something. And they were good beers. But so finally we said, you know what, let's, let's try a Yingling's clone just for the hell of it. Ah, and it nice. came out and it's, it's a Vienna lager technically. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's kind of in the same County as Yingling's, but it's not that close, but it's a good beer. So Amber lager. So we call it batch 42. Um, and, uh, because it's, you know, the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and um, uh, probably a few more than 42 tries to get in a decent, you know, something I like. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's our Amber Lager. Um, geez, I don't know. Uh, there's there's some other stuff out there, too, I'm sure. But, um, oh, we also do Tap 13. So, I let my uh, my assistant brewer, he'll pull five gallons off a batch and just go play. Ah, nice. Yeah. yeah. Do you tell people what it is, or you just say, have it or oh, not have it. No, no, no. He, <laughs> come up. Um, he's done a uh, coconut, I think it was a coconut pineapple porter. Uh, ah, you know, just, just weird, whatever. I mean, it's just kind of whatever he wants to do. Um, and, and that gives him a place to play around a little bit, you know, and, and it, it just, I mean, you kind of never know what's going to happen. Half the time, I don't even know what he's making because it's like, yeah. go play, man. I don't care. You know, have fun. And that's cool. That's cool to have a guy like. If it's good, it's good. Well, actually, a couple of them we've we've remade. We did yeah. a um, a hazy uh, hazy red uh, IPA based off of one. So interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Dude, that's that's yeah. cool. That's cool that you can have somebody who is uh, who you can trust to to execute your your vision. Well, and, and that's I mean, yeah, it's very important. I mean, respect. You got to work with these people, right, all day. Yeah. Every day. So you gotta, you gotta, you know, at least like them a little bit, but, yeah. um, I mean, you gotta look that basic respect, um, you know, rule number three, don't be a dick, you know, yeah. um, you know, um, and, and cover each other's backsides. I mean, that's what it is. You're, you're right. There is a, there's a trust there that, that you build up over time. And that's very important with, with anybody, yeah. um, you know, um, and, and, you know, I, I work real hard on developing my team and, and, and making sure they at least, you know, have what they need to do to do their jobs and that kind of fun stuff. And, uh, you know, um, but at the same time too, I mean, they're adults, so it's like, Hey, go do your job, man. Have fun. You know, if yeah. you have any, any questions, yeah. have any ideas or suggestions, bring them to me. I'm happy to hear it. You know? Yep. I make I think, yeah. Well, yeah. And once people realize that too, like once, you know, it's like my kids, my kids are six and eight. And when, when I can get across in their minds, like, Hey dude, just like, just go with me on this and things will be easier for you. Like this is a, this is a symbiotic relationship. This is, this goes well, yeah. good both ways. You know? Well, definitely very much so. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important. And it's the same with the customers and that's, that's the whole brewing real beer thing. I mean, it, yeah. because if we're treating our customers right and, and for, you know, providing a quality product, I mean, it's just, it's, it's part of the whole experience, right? The whole taproom experience. We, we try to try to do that. Yeah. Well, and you guys do, you guys do it too. That's, that was a perfect segue because that, that's what I really loved when I came into your spot was, um, the layout, man, you got, you, you have things to do. And, and my memory is not the, the best. I played, I played football for too many years, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I was pretty sure you had like a, there was like a Papa shot game in there or something. You, you have, you have things to do and there's, well, it's, right. it's an active so room. So, well, right now, of course, times are a little strange, but, uh, sure. normally, normally, yeah, normally we have, uh, pinball machines. Um, right now they're blocked off just a lot extra to clean, but we have uh, steel tip dartboards. Uh, we have one open for social distancing right now. Yeah. Um, and we, when we're able to open back up fully, we do a, a, a tournament or a, a kind of a mini league every, every other Wednesday, uh, team trivia on Thursdays is, is our normal back again when we go back to normal uh we have a shelf full of board games and stuff um you know we've got that stupid little bar game on the on the bar top that you know swing the 
the, the ring to hook it on the thing. Oh, man. People sit there for hours. <laughs> hours, man. Hours. You, you, should char- you should somehow charge a quarter for like every 10 drops. Dude, you, you well, make Well, so joke was if I make it, I get a free beer. And I was like, well, yeah, dollar a throw. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, got to put some stake in the game for sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I – one of the things I really remember too, there there was a gentleman that that helped me. He was he was an older guy, really tall. I think he might have been retired. Um, really tall guy. Dude was awesome. Who who was that? Uh, that was that was Chris. Um, he was a bartender that was with us for a while. Um, okay. That's moved on. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, but but you're right. Having good bartenders is is very important. Yeah. Have people who, you know, of course, understanding craft beer is important. But you can train that. People can you can learn yeah. that to an extent. Um, but it's more about the, the personality, just the willingness to help people out and, and get them a good beer. And, and you know, people walk in, uh, you know, uh, I don't drink beer. And we usually say not yet, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> find something that, they, that they'll like. So, yeah. 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 So, so we've got, um, yeah, we've got, uh, three, well, three bartenders right now, uh, technically four, but she's kind of in and out. She's got a career and that kind of stuff. So she just helps out as needed. Um, and, um, yeah, we rotate those guys around and, and, uh, just to, you know, make sure customers are taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's what it's about. That's uh, creating an experience, right. And, and yeah. you, you bring in some great beers. Um, and, and even in your cases I'm seeing here, I, I got to mention too, before, cause I was going to move right into the hard seltzer. Cause I'm going to talk to you about that. Just the process. It's always, I've always been curious about that. But the roasted green chili wheat just keeps sticking out at me. We got to talk about that because El that jefe. sounds awesome. El Jefe. So, El Jefe, yeah. So it's a funny story. So we, our mash ton, um, we, we recirculate the liquid as it mashes. So mashing, for those who may not know, you crack the grain open, you soak it for an hour to convert those starches to sugars to move on to the next stage of the process. Um, and we recirculate that. Well, we run it past an element, a heating element. Well, early on, the first summer we brewed this, we were going to do just a traditional German wheat beer. And somehow the recirculation slowed down or something, and something happened, and it scorched. It scorched the liquid or the water. And we were like, oh, my God. Oh, crap. So somebody suggested, well, hey, let's, let's get some roasted green chilies and throw them in there. So we did. And it, you know, it, it worked. So <laughs> next year I'm like, all right, I got to make this again, but I'm not scorching the work, man. I'm not going to, I'm not going to break this beer. So, yeah. so we just, I just brewed it regularly. And it's, um, um, at that point it's a Bavarian wheat, German wheat that's clear. So it's crystallized instead of a heavy rice. Uh, uh, okay. The clove and banana kind of go away and all that. Uh, but then you get that roasted green chili flavor, but there's no heat to this thing. So, um, the processes we use to get the flavor infused is just no heat. Uh, and it's a, it's a crowd pleaser, man. It's, it's amazing how, how much people love this stuff. We take it to festivals and the other brewers are coming up to the tent and going, what did you do with that beer? <laughs> <laughs> I can only tell you the basics, my friend. This is a, yeah. Uh, well th- that you hit all the points w- with me for on that, because typically with half side, I don't like halves because I don't like that banana or clove flavor so if, if that's right. even if it's reduced i don't mind it at a, at a little bit but a lot of them are just too over the top um yeah, that sounds amazing yeah 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 the, the clothes is not a huge favorite um and we're gonna try some different yeasts um and just play around with that one a little bit um just to it, it just for it's more an efficiency thing um but at the same time too of course not losing that quality so we'll test a batch or two with some different yeasts and yeah. if we get the same same result we're better then then we can you know move forward um, you know, I hate to say it, but, but the reality is with, with breweries, especially starting off and being small, well, any brewery anyway, um, especially the small ones, is that costs are always, you know, you got to keep the costs down. You got to watch the costs. You got yep. to do that. And, and back to that quality thing early on, you know, I decided, you know, I'm going to not sacrifice quality for cost. Yeah. Especially once you get into it and start seeing the numbers and things like that, it's you know, not that much per batch of beer cost difference. You know, I mean, over time you save money, sure, but yeah, but to get that at quality, what cost? Literally, exactly. Yeah, yeah. reputation, yeah. quality. I mean, that's just you know, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there who you know think I'm I'm pretty crazy or whatever, but 
but the beer's got to be good, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, that's the BlackRock way, man. So that's, that's right. it, it, if that works for you, man, that works for you for sure. Yeah. BlackRock. Yeah. So what? what is, someone asked me the other day, like, so what is seltzer? Because I know there are a lot of breweries are, are getting into making seltzers because right. from what I've heard, it's, it, it, it's very similar in process. So what is it that makes a seltzer? So a seltzer is, uh, a regular seltzer is essentially carbonated water and then a lot of times with flavor. That's really all it is. Okay. Um, a hard seltzer then is fermented something, uh, some kind of sugar or something like that, that is then carbonated and flavored. And that's how you get a hard seltzer. So you're just fermenting, you have to ferment something. Yeast has to eat sugar to create alcohol. Um, and, and there's only one or two ways a brewery can technically do that uh, legally. Um, and we, we played with a couple of them and, and figured it out and, and, and got it out there. Um, and the first batch is on tap right now. It's a uh, passion fruit, orange guava, or pog. Uh, ah, nice. And and it's it's there. It's kind of for the the people that come in, like the gals the, the, that want wine or a cider or something that don't necessarily want beer. Yeah. Uh, and and they can have the seltzer. Um. And and then we're gonna as we move forward with it. Um. I've, I've got a couple more tweaks I want to do with it. Get the flavoring just right. And. Uh, uh, and then we'll start pushing some of that out to the, to the local bars and stuff like that. Nice. Nice. So you're going to distribute, put it on, on tap or. Yeah, that's the plan. Um, yeah. and, and we'll see how it goes. It's one of those things, you know, but just like any, anything else. I mean, one of our first beers was a session IPA. It was my baby man, you know, and, and it just wasn't selling. And so I yeah. had, it, you know, you got to pull that out and we moved on to something else, of course. So, so we'll see how it's going. It's a little early on. Um, some people really like it, and it's a seltzer, so the hard seltzer. So people either love them or they hate them, you know. Sure. Yeah, very polarizing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. But, I mean, it's a huge industry. I mean, everybody's into the game, you know. Yeah. Sam Adams got into it early on with the Trulies and and uh, and that kind of stuff. So it's it's out there. It's a, it's a big deal. So, you know, we'll see how that works out, um, you know, moving forward. Um, you know, uh, keep a little bit on tap maybe or something like that. But, uh, I like the thought process, man. I, I like it. You, you're just, you're, you're figuring shit out, right? I mean, you guys are, are three years in, um, you've got a solid, a solid core of beers, um, and you're, you're still kind of pushing those boundaries in, in certain areas, man. That's, that's awesome. Well, you have to. Um, so we've had eight flagships for the last two years. Um, and one day I was just kind of looking at the board and went, you know, they're good beers and people like them and they all sell well. Cause I track the numbers, but it just felt like it's kind of stagnating. So we're kind of sort of knocking it down to five flagships. And then the other three taps, we're basically going to just rotate. Okay. Uh, so yeah. the vanilla Porter, for instance, it, it sells well in the summertime, but we're going to try some other stuff. Like uh, actually we have a dark lager coming out Ooh, um, another couple nice. months. We'll probably have that. Um, uh, maybe less than that, but anyway, so, um, just to get something lighter for the summertime, you know, and then the wintertime we'll go back to the vanilla quarter. I mean, it's, it's a big hit. It sells really well in the wintertime, but when it's hot out, yeah, you know, some people like it again, they either will go to it or they'll just ignore it, you know? So, yeah. Uh, what you could probably do is, is sell at the beginning of the summer, sell the guy who drinks all the pints of it throughout the summer, just at the beginning, like, dude, just take it. This is, yep. gonna, you know, <laughs> this is your keg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, something like it, right? <laughs> yeah. But no, that's, that's good, man. You guys, you guys are building that foundation. Uh, I mean, not only internally, but externally as well with, with treating the customers right and creating a place that people want to go to, but then you're bringing them back by the people saying, Oh man, like, shit, this, that shit's good. And that's a good time. They're great people. Like, why yeah. wouldn't you want to go back? Yeah. Yeah. That's that. And that's very important. I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and yeah, so we, we work real hard on doing that and, uh, you know, don't always get it right, but we, you know, keep trying to keep fixing it. How can we do better? How can we do better all the time? You know, yeah. uh, we are, we are doing some distribution to, to bars and, and restaurants. Okay. Uh, we were gifted a crawler machine. Um, uh, long family story, but we were gifted that, uh, nice. I guess is the term. Um, so I made that <laughs> my father-in-law passed and, and, and made sure we got that. So I have some plaques made up and it's being, uh, they're being put on it right now. It's in process. So we're going to start doing crawlers. Um, and then we'll probably be doing, uh, the goal is to start adding 16 ounce cans and at least have some at the brewery available for people to take home with them and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, just try to, you know, expand the, the selections a little bit and, and we'll see, we'll go from there. You know, uh, obviously canning is the next goal. If we can get enough volume going and, and uh, push it out, you know, are you guys open at this point? Like, are, like so today, as we're recording, it's July 21st. Are you guys open for, for at the tap room at all? Well, so, um, I don't know. Uh, are, are you in Arizona, Eric? Or Yeah, yeah, I'm in Phoenix. So, I'm well, in like North Phoenix. Yeah, I should look at the name of your podcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, as you know, the governor's orders, the latest one, uh, shut down the Series 6 and Series 7 licenses, which are bars and, and, and beer bars and wine bars. Um, okay. If you have food as a restaurant, you can stay open for the food and that kind of stuff. Well, it doesn't apply to breweries, so it's a Series 3 license. So we produce and self-distribute and, and also. So so at this point, we're back to the original orders, which are uh, social distancing, uh, clean everything with an inch of his life, you know, hand sanitizer, stuff like that, uh, wear a mask. Um, by the way, if you come into the brewery, please do wear a mask. Um, you may see the sign behind me that says masks required right there. Um so when, when you're moving around the brewery, please wear a mask. Um, when you're sitting and eating or drinking, you, you can take it off and, and, and socialize and do whatever. Um, but the standard, standard rules apply. Uh, so parties no larger than 10. Uh, groups have to remain 10 feet apart. Um, and then don't, you know, don't just stand around drinking and talking. That's kind of the whole point of this latest governor's order. Yeah. Start drinking, they start gathering in groups and talking and stuff like that. And that's how the apparently the spread of the, of this, of this, uh, the COVID starts, starts movement. So, yeah. Um, so well, yeah, so we're open. We're, we're normal hours. We're actually seven days a week right now. Okay. Um, nice. Mondays are a little weird three to seven, but normally it's two thirty to, to nine or 10. Uh, and then weekends, um, you know, hours are on our website. Saturdays noon to 10. Sunday is two to seven. Monday's okay. three to seven. So they're a little bit kind of weird hours, but that's what we found work for our best traffic and stuff. So that's impressive. You remember that, Tony? Nice work, man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, shit. I can't remember. I'm like, I think we're, that's what I would. I would make every day the same just so I could remember it. You know? I know. I hear you. I know. It's one of them things, but yeah, there's you know, there's a lot, lot that we do, and and um, um, you know, a lot, a lot of cool stuff we try to try to do. So. So, so let's, you know, curtain situation aside, obviously, and, and before we get into this real quick, I just want to tell people, you can keep track of what you guys are up to, updates and things like that, probably on your social media, letting, if there's updates and hours and things like that, right? And the website. Yeah, there is. So, so Facebook, we, we're big on Facebook and Twitter. Um, so we push feeds to both of those. Uh, we gotcha. do have Instagram going. Um, and that's our main one. Uh, website, of course, is brb.beer. Uh, there's no doubt. Like that. Yeah, yeah, we got lucky with that one. Uh, and, um, yeah, so that's where most of our information is. We keep our menus up there on Facebook and, and the website. Um, and of course our food menu as well. Um, so we have, uh, Sonoran brunch company here in Tucson. If you haven't been there, awesome spot. Um, and they're doing some, uh, sandwiches for us. So there we call nice. them sandwiches. It's just a sandwich. There's a, usually a side of some kind of like a aioli of some sort that goes on top. Uh, and then it comes with a bag of chips, you know, and we have soda if you want it. Um, so you can have a kind of a, you know, kind of a lunchbox sandwich and then have a beer. So, yeah, nice, man. That's convenient packaging, everything, man. I like, if somebody puts something in a bag for me, I'm more, I'm more excited to eat it for some reason, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah. It's kind of, it's actually, and it is grab and go too. So a lot of people come in and have a couple of beers and then take a sandwich home, you know? So nice, man. Nice. So current situation aside, Tony, what's, what's the vision for, for BlackRock? Uh, the same thing we do every night. Plan on taking over the world. (laughs) 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 Um, Simple. Simple. Yeah, simple, simple, simple. So, well, it's, it's aim high, of course. Um, you know, aside from, you know, of course, keeping up the quality and all that kind of fun stuff, it's, it's growth and expand. I mean, as much as we can in the current environment, um, and, and doing that in a, in a logical manner. So we're trying to expand on the current brew length or system that we have and just maximize as much throughput as we can make, um, keep pushing out to, to, to bars and restaurants. And then eventually canning is going to be next okay, um, nice. for, for a three barrel system for a, for a nano brewery like us, it takes volume to really make that work. So we'll have to work into doing, you know, like double batching and just, uh, you know, producing a lot more beer for less cost. Um, the thing is, is the, the larger your brew system is, the less it costs you to produce a keg of beer. So, uh. 
So it's it's a volume game at that point. So we have to double batch, or we have to you know uh, expand into a larger system at some point. So um, other things, um, you know, I don't know. Essentially, second location, maybe maybe open up something downtown. Uh, who knows? Uh, that'd be way out on the horizon at this point, uh, unless my rich uncle shows up. Who knows? You know, <laughs> we can always hope for that. Yeah, we can always hope for that. Yeah, win the lottery. You know. Um, you know, and just, yeah, so just, just kind of grow into as, as much as we can. The current environment, I mean, right now there are around 7,000 breweries in the United States, so everything is pushed to local, so so that's a big thing. You know, 10 years ago, if we'd opened, we could have exploded, you know, and gone national almost. Yep. Um, in the current environment, unfortunately, we're probably going to see some breweries falling off, you know, some closing, yep. things like that, I hate to say. Um, and so we'll, we'll see. We'll just adapt to the environment, but... But yeah, I, I would love to get into at least at minimum a regional comparison, uh, you know, uh, maybe the few adjoining states, that kind of thing. Uh, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what we can make happen. So yeah, keep making good beer, Tony. You're, you're on the right track for that, man. So. <laughs> but uh, all right, man. Well, thanks so much for joining, dude. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care. Bye bye. All right, Tony, we're good, man. That was, that was great. That was really good, man. Excellent. Thanks, man. That yeah. was fantastic. I appreciate you reaching out to me. Yeah. Yeah. I always, we, uh, we listen to the uh, podcast on brew days. Nice, man. Heard, Hell heard, yeah. Uh, the, um, uh, Harbottle, Mikey. Or Har- heard oh yeah. Oh, that bastard. I got to get on that podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I, I think when I came in a couple years ago, um, we talked, we, we talked briefly. Um, and I talked to Chris, I think I talked to you briefly and yeah. the last two years have just been a whirlwind as, as I'm sure for you as well. It's good yeah. stuff, like really good yeah. stuff for, for what we do and, and for you guys. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, man, glad we were able to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And if you want to do it again sometime, let me know. I'll be happy to, happy to jump on. Absolutely, man. I'm, I want to get into, uh, so we started a food thing. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, but uh, there's a brand out there that we just put out maybe about a month ago called A Taste of AZ. So it's now we're expanding into like food too, like the food and bigger food and beverage side of things. Uh, but I want to get back right, into doing some, right. of those, some of those beer 101 episodes. Uh, so dude, I'd love to have you do a beer 101 episode if you're down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember, yeah, I remember we talked about that. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, very much so. Well, and, and the other thing that comes to mind too is if you're doing the food thing, we'll talk to Sonoran Brunch. Uh, Kenny came yeah. over there. So he was the chef up at Finney's Landing. Uh, in oh, okay. In Tucson for quite yeah. a while. I mean, that boy can cook. I'll tell you what. It's just uh, – he's he's kind of sticking with the to-go menu right now. But Sure. Everything's weird now, man. It's so, you know. Sucks, man. But, but uh, I mean, yeah, pop in there or get a hold of him. Uh, check him out. He's – Great guy. Um, awesome food. Awesome food. Okay. Sonoran, Sonoran Brunch. Mm-hmm. And okay. then another good one, too. Um, uh, and this is uh, Holy Smoking Butts. Holy Smoking Butts, too. Okay. What a Holy name. Barbecue. Yeah, it's awesome. They're, they're near us. Actually, they, uh, they were gracious enough to give us all of their taps. Uh, six taps. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been working with those guys for, for about a year or so now. And, and uh, wait, all six, your beers are their six beers on tap. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, everything. Yeah, I know. It's great. So they do, they do tons of barbecue, I mean, brisket, uh, pulled pork. I mean, they're own, make their own sauces, the whole thing. Uh, they just got a Santa Rita grill and added burgers. And I think they're going to be doing steaks and they do tri tip and uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, holy smoking butts barbecue. All Black Rock beers on tap and barbecue food, dude. That's a spot. I'm cutting. I'm cutting this back in. We're gonna cut that back into the episode. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's good. That's a good recommendation. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're great folks over there. Um, uh, you know, they're awesome people over there. They they serve great food. They work hard. They they've got giant barbecues out back. Um, yeah, it's always the food is always excellent. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, because that's what we're looking for. We, you know, we obviously want to ha- tell the stories of you know some of the bigger name places, but our, our goal, like we don't, we don't want to take the foodie route. Like we don't want to be foodies. We want to be telling the true story of like Arizona food, right? Like from the people who forage and, and cook that food to, you know, the natives that are you know like using chiltepines and stuff like that. Like that's what we're that's what we're interested in. 
Gotcha. Yeah. I've got a Chelsea bush in the back of my backyard. <laughs> I love those ah, yeah, I, I uh, Todd from Todd from Button Brewer House got me turned on to Chiltepeans. He's oh, like, dude, yeah. you got to just get them cook with them, like you know, yeah, 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 yeah. We work with Button quite a bit. Um, you know, we you know borrow a cup of sugar sometimes or whatever, you know. Yeah, and uh, um, yeah, they're they're good people. They are really good people. And, and they Todd's are very technical, very good technical breweries. He makes some really good beer as well. So yeah, yeah, he does. He does. They're, they're a great combo. Those two, Erica, she's, you know, she's front of the house running, running shit, you know? <laughs> yep. Yep. She's right. She's right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. Well, cool, Tony. Um, I'll follow up with you in an email. Cause I think I, if, if you're down and with you being an IT guy, um, understanding technical side of things, um, I'd, I'd love for you to do some beer one-on-ones if you're down where you basically, you can just kind of monologue them. Um, and I'll put them out as basically what I did before it was, I like them to be five to 10 minutes, just a okay. quick, Hey, this is, and, and, and it even gives you the opportunity to plug BlackRock. You're like, Hey, this is Tony from BlackRock Brewers in Tucson. Check sure. us out. BRB.beer. Today I'm going to tell you about hops. Right. And it's just like you're, you're lecturing to, to somebody. Um, but make it fun, man. Make it fun. Hey. I'll, I'll, I'll send you an email. Cause I, a lot of people like listening to the stories of breweries, but they also right. like a lot of my listeners love learning about the intricacies of beer from you guys. Like, Brewers, yeah, yeah. You guys are like the rock stars of the of the world of the brewery world, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really funny too because you know it's the forest and the trees kind of thing, you know, anticlimactic yeah. or whatever. Because before when we were planning, we we're like, oh my god, do you have a brewery? Can we talk? You know, it's like, oh my god, you're a god, you know. Yeah. And now it's like I'm just. What are you going to do today? I don't know. I got to drop off some mail, uh, a bunch of shit spilled. I got to clean that. <laughs> it's not rock star. This is, yeah. you know. And then there's my spreadsheets. So I got to go figure those out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that puts me to sleep immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, so that's why they, between you and me, that's why the cigars do, because it's a case of I can sit down in front of spreadsheets or do the books with a cigar. And by the time I'm done, it's like, that was a pretty good cigar. You know? Yeah. There you go. Supplement it with something enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, kind of makes the time go by. (laughs) Awesome. All right, Tony. I'll let you go, man. Thanks, man. Have a good one. You too, buddy. Later.